The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Want to start with what we're all talking about. If you were looking for a leadership and direction from the Prime Minister on the ongoing blockades that have brought rail traffic to a grinding halt, I suspect many of you... If not most would say that you didn't hear it this morning as Justin Trudeau spoke to the House of Commons in a speech that Conservative leader Andrew Scheer called a word salad. The Prime Minister says he is, uh, this is a critical moment for the country and our future. He told the House of Commons this morning that he understands that people are upset with the blockades and that it is past time for the situation to be resolved, but says finding a resolution at this point will not be simple. Mr. Speaker, people are troubled by what they've been witnessing this past week. Young, old, indigenous, newcomers, they're asking themselves what is happening in this country. They're asking what lies ahead for themselves, for their communities, for Canada. They know that these protests are serious, that this is a critical moment for our country and for our future. And so do I. On all sides, people are upset and frustrated. I get it. It's understandable. Because this is about things that matter. Rights and livelihoods, the rule of law, and our democracy. It's time, past time, for this situation to be resolved. But what we are facing was not created overnight. It was not created because we have embarked upon a path of reconciliation recently in our history. It is because for too long in our history, for too many years, we failed to do so. So finding a solution will not be simple. It will take determination, hard work, and cooperation. There is no relationship more important to Canada than the one with Indigenous peoples. And today, as Prime Minister, I am once again formally extending my hand in partnership and trust. Over the last 11 days, our government has been working on a path forward, even as many have been saying we should give up. Because we know what is at stake. We know that we cannot afford to fail. So we are creating a space for peaceful, honest dialogue with willing partners. As we heard this morning from Mohawk leaders and from National Chief Perry Bellegarde, we need to resolve this through dialogue and mutual respect. To the Wet'suwet'en and Mohawk nations, and Indigenous leaders across the country, we are listening. We are not asking that you stop standing up for your communities, your rights, and for what you believe. We only ask that you be willing to work with the federal government as a partner in finding in finding a solution. Uh, the Conservative leader, Andrew Scheer, called it the weakest response to a national crisis in history. Uh, there was an emergency meeting held after that. Uh, uh, Andrew Scheer was not invited to it based on his comments he made in the House today. We're going to hear more from him coming up right now. We are joined by Dr. Reza Hasmuth, who is a political scientist at the University of Alberta. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. 
Uh, good afternoon. Well, people are mad. People are angry. They say they want leadership. Many saying that they did not hear it today. What is your analysis of what you heard the Prime Minister say this morning? Well, we really have three issues here. One issue is looking at governance for Indigenous uh, peoples. Uh, the second issue is an energy policy issue. The third issue, I think, is is trying to figure out um, how to deal with grievances and what's the proper um, sort of response when a community has grievances. And and so what I what I'm finding our leaders are doing both on the conservative and the liberal side is that they're conflating all three. Mm. Um, so I think it, it's it's about time we actually figure out what's the root causes and root issues here. So the root causes, and so we keep hearing the Prime Minister say dialogue, dialogue. I'm actually so sick of hearing the word dialogue over the past, uh, you know, six days. And for someone who is a, a talk show host, that's not maybe the, necessarily the, the best thing. But dialogue and talking, and he says, okay, we need to talk it out. It's going to take some time. But people um, and businesses across the country are saying we don't have that time. We need to get the, the trains moving again. We need to get um, things going on uh, on this. Uh, on this on this pipeline um where do you start is that going to be it the basic sit down face to face and have a conversation and what do you do if no one's listening so it, again it's so complex there's a long-standing issue here about governance how should indigenous groups yeah. have self-governance how should they work as a community um, but most immediately, I mean, our rails are, are, are a pipeline to us. I mean, that is something that is such an ingrained sort of a resource for us that it's akin to doing airports, shutting down airports. It should not occur. It, it, is, it is too important for us. And so first and foremost, I think we need to get um, those blockades moving. Um, it's just too, it, it, it does damage to our economy. Uh, the second thing is we need to figure out a way. And again, this is where you're conflating uh, the pipeline issue, mm-hmm. uh, grievances, with this, with this big idea. And the big idea here is how do we have self-governance for Indigenous groups? And that has not been solved. And that's really the, the crux of everything. I mean, that's that. I mean, trying to trying to resolve that in any sort of, you know, timely or short time frame. I think I mean, we haven't done it yet. It's not going to happen uh, by clicking your heels together, wiggling your nose um, and done by the end of the month, is it? This is going to take time. It's going to take time and it's going to repeat itself over and over again as it has. Um, and, and again, you know, the idea here is I do not see any of the governments really working towards having these solutions. Now, to in their defense, there is a numerous Indigenous groups who have different ways of self-governing. Mm-hmm. So there isn't a one-size-fits-all sort of idea here. And so you can have a politicalized sort of solution, but what happens when the communities look to their elders who are not in a political sort of uh, position? And, and, and so you can see it's much more complex here. At the end of the day, what, what, what citizens are worried about is, is the way in which this re, the reaction to grievances. Um, it, it's not, and I think you're going to see the growing discontent, if you're not seeing it already, of people saying enough is enough. We want to have the railways open, and it is hurting our economy by virtue of doing that. Uh, Reza, you know, there are several court injunctions calling for the blockades to come down, uh, come to an end. Uh, The Prime Minister not outlining a plan at this point to have them enforced. Why do you think that isn't happening? Is it um, he's he's afraid that it's going to escalate even further? It is, um, I mean, it is a political calculus. And in many respects, he's a prime minister 
to his credit, who wants to show he is a true partner, that he can be trusted. Uh, there's, a, there's a growing, uh, there's always been a distrust between the indigenous communities and our governments. Um, and so the, the prime minister is attempting to try and, and bridge that sort of d- divide of distrust. So in one way, I can see why he does that. It's a political calculus. On the other hand, uh, it is an essential service, our railways, and we mm-hmm. do need to open them up. Um, you, you touched on, on this uh, in your last comments here, uh, Trudeau saying the protests, in part, the end result of long-strained relations with uh, Indigenous people and Canadians across the country and would take broader work to resolve. That's what he said this morning. The Liberals have tried to make reconciliation a cornerstone uh, for their party party what does this do to that so it, this is so complex but let me <laughs> see if i can break it down for you when you say sorry when you try to apologize when you try to show you have a genuine interest in helping the next party it has to be done with action and so indigenous groups from their perspective they've heard these words beforehand they've heard it time and then again and in their perspective not much has happened so there's no action to the words so in many respects trust has been eroded dramatically mm-hmm. and by virtue of him saying these words over and over again sure it's the right thing to say but it has to be backed up by actions at least from the indigenous community's perspective okay well is there <clears throat> what pressure then what should we be seeing from the indigenous communities then reza what should they be doing right now if if this is a bit of give and take and if you know we're going to have a conversation or dialogue as we keep hearing um what do the indigenous communities have to do at this point to get things moving well, first and foremost, it's near impossible to have a meaningful dialogue if there's no trust. Mm. So there's a lack of trust among the Indigenous communities. There's simply a lack of trust. So even if they do come to the table and there is some sort of temporary solution, it's not going to be long-standing because there's a lack of trust. It takes time to develop that trust. Well, yeah, exactly. It takes a long time. You heard uh, Andrew Scheer, the Conservative leader, calling it uh, the weakest response to a national crisis ever. He's saying it's time for the Prime Minister to act, to be more forceful in bringing the situation to an end. We're seeing that the Prime Minister is not pushing it that way at this point. Is that just politicking um, from Andrew Scheer? Um, What do you think? It's politicking from both sides. Let's be very frank here. Um, they're just, and this is where the distrust happens <laughs> when Indigenous communities are seeing both sides playing off each other in a, politi- in a political game. They don't see any meaningful party on the government side wanting to actually develop a structure where they can have self-governance. Now, let me be clear here. It is, it is not the rightful way to respond to this. Um, this is not the way you want to respond to a grievance. Um, especially if you're looking at an essential service as rail. Mm-hmm. I can understand from the perspective that it brings attention, and the attention has been raised. There's a, di- a greater dialogue now about it, but it's time to end the sort of blockade. It's achieved its purpose if the purpose, again, was to bring attention to it again. Okay, so uh, they brought attention to it, but again, it keeps uh, it, it keeps the conversation going, whether or not it is good conversation or helpful conversation. Um, I don't see these protesters bringing down those blockades, although we have seen National Chief uh, Perry Bellegarde uh, this afternoon uh, saying that maybe time to bring this to a peaceful conclusion and bring down the blockades. With words like that from someone like the National Chief, what does that do? 
issue to, um, you know, maybe put a bug in the ear of the Indigenous protesters about, about doing just that. See, you know, and that's the thing here. It's not only if the chief says X and we need to do this. There are elders who are respected within their local yeah. communities who have sway, and they may not be part of the political process. And that's the whole problem why we have a governance issue with the indigenous populations. We're not bringing all the stakeholders. We're not bringing all the power players, shall we say, into the fold so they can have self-governance. This is not an energy issue. This is not a pipeline issue per se. This is more about a governance issue at the heart of everything. Interesting. Before I let you go, um, I think there's a lot of folks uh, that are watching this and considering this to be a rather pivotal moment for for our country and for the, the Liberal government. Um, would you classify it as that? I'm much more reserved. I would say it is uh, something that has occurred throughout our history. It is something that we've always had to deal with, but we're doing a very terrible job actually addressing these long-term issues. And that's why they keep on coming up again and again and again. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be as hyperbolic as Shear mm-hmm. was to saying it's a national sort of tragedy or it's the worst case or, or doing any exp- expletives or, to that extent. Um, but I would suggest, though, that it is something we need to have a, a long-term solution towards. All right. I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Take care. That's Dr. Reza Hasmuth from uh, the University of Alberta, a political scientist there.